Alright, hello and welcome to the first edition of the Joy and Pain podcast post our WNHU stint, brief stint. WNHU, for those who are wondering, was our uh, college radio station at University of New Haven, 88.7. Big shout out to them, check them out. Good stuff there. Um, so this is the first edition now of the just straight up podcast of Joint Pain with Chris and Devin. I'm Devin. And I'm Chris. What's up, everybody? Good to be back. Oh, yeah. Good to be back. Been a long, long time coming. We got plenty to talk about sport-wise. Uh, and the reason I'll give a little disclaimer now. Uh, joint, the reason Joint Pain is because sports, like they do, bring us... Lots of joy, but also <laughs> lots of pain, and you'll definitely get used to that, of course. And uh, we got a lot to cover. We got, I mean, we can do anything. I think we're going to start off with uh, what these major sports leagues can do to, to get back to business as usual. I mean, d- given the dire circumstances of the uh, coronavirus. Yeah, so like. I know baseball and basketball have come out with some plans where they can get back to playing, but I just don't know about the ideas of no fans. You know what I mean? Because like, a lot of the revenue for baseball and basketball comes from ticket sales, merchandise sales. So I don't know if they can pull that off financially if they decide to do it with no fans. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a very good point. I mean, and they still have to worry about safety anyway. I mean, I think it is a good idea when you just talk about it and write it down on paper, like, I do think if it's done correctly, like, for instance, what baseball is doing with, uh, like, all right, we can, everyone plays the same stadium or the same few stadiums, whatever it is, in the same location, uh, and everybody, all the teams stay in the ho- same hotel, and they have to have proper and constant testing, but the testing needs to be 100%, which we know is not happening right now. There's some yep. false negatives and all that terrible stuff so but it, it but it's weird for having guys they, these teams play games without any fans because there's no excitement that there's always that atmosphere but i think that can be done that won't be a big deal but i think you do have a great point of financially like i feel like they're gonna lose some money but yep. i think the fact that it would be the only sport or sports going on depending on whether it's baseball basketball whatever it is as long as they can broadcast it, then I think they can work something out. And I don't know how this works. I'm not an expert by any means, especially when it comes to the TV rights. Yeah. I don't know. I got to think they're going to make a boatload of money if that's it. Because if that's the only live sports on, I think everybody in the mother is going to be tuning in. Whether they yep. like the sport or not, they're going to be like, all right, it's something. <laughs> Yeah, and it's a big play for sponsors too, because oh, yeah. if you have commercials, uh, stadium advertising, and you have uh, like a billion people watching it, you're obviously going to get a lot of value from your your sponsorship. So yeah, return on investment have, is big. The viewership numbers are going to be huge. So like yep. everybody, all the ad sponsors and all that stuff, they're going to love it because they know they're going to get even more eyes on their products and whatnot than they yep. normally would when it's business as usual. And this would be like just one specific uh, broadcast. Like it wouldn't be um, dip, like in different markets. You know, it would just be like, like I said, they do it in Florida. It be, I think they would just have to do it for everyone everywhere. Yeah. So it would be great for them. 
Yeah, then I think that would be awesome. I mean, I'm game with it if they can do, if they can get all the proper uh, safety precautions down and all those parameters. Um, and obviously, I don't know any of those besides what the stuff, what they've said, and when I'm, we're not experts, but I'm all yep. for it selfishly because, uh, like you and I, and yeah, we really need something. People, we miss sports, <laughs> and usually yep. people don't realize how much sports has a big impact in yep. most people's lives now whether you really like it or not it's it's always like a good icebreaker when you're meeting new people like oh did you catch yep. a game last night or who are you a fan of blah 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 i mean it goes on and on but like especially now like we got nothing yeah you can watch the plethora of tv shows and movies out but it does get old Whereas with sports live sports you get that's random spontaneous crazy stuff happens all the time yep and it's a great healer too for what's going on. Like we're living in, in tragic times right now, and yeah. sports is a great uplifter. You Look at like his historical moments, like Mike Piazza's home run after exactly. 9/11, exactly. the Red Sox winning the World Series after the Boston bombing, like things like that. It just it's a great yeah, uh, it, it gets your mind off things. And it just brings people together. I mean, we live in a, yep. especially in the United States, we live in a very divided uh, country for the most part. Um, on on, a, on multiple things, whether it's politically yep. or sport or whatever, like everybody, it's like a choose a side. But like when yep. it comes to sports, whether you do like one team and hate another, you're still gonna watch, and it brings you to it. You don't care what the other person's voting for, this and that. You just like we all are in agreement that sports are awesome, and we like to watch yep. and talk about. It. <laughs> so it like brings it. It does bring people together, and that's perfect. What a better time than now. I mean, yes, we can't. I, I don't think we can, we should definitely not rush going back, especially with the crowd stuff. I mean, that's the sad part is we have, there's going to be a while before you can go to a sporting event or a concert, which, to be honest, that sucks a lot. Yeah, it stinks. Yep. But I'm not, <laughs> I'm not messing it, around with Mother Nature and this virus, obviously, you see no. what's going on. Because it, it could come back again. Like, oh, let's say we yeah. reach a... Uh, like no no more cases. Then once everybody starts getting back together, another case could happen. Then it could we could do this all over again. Yeah, so it's got to be very careful how we deal with it. Winter comes back. That's usually when these things come back, and they come back even harder and worse. Yep. And we, uh, that can't happen. We already are dealing with a lot of the consequences now. So from yeah. lack of preparation and whatnot, and that's a whole separate <laughs> conversation <laughs> that we are not going to get into. Is talking sports here. Uh, for the most part, but uh, yeah, I think once there's a vaccine and they have it under control, I think that's when we can yeah, exactly that's finally get back to, get. to normalcy. Yeah, the only issue with that is when. Yeah, I mean, that could be another year or so. I don't know exactly, but I know it's not going to be soon. Yeah, so we got to so wait it out. We could talk about the alternatives for now, and I think there are once things die down a little bit. But you definitely can't have fans there, which will play a factor, obviously, into yep. whatever sport's going on. But it it really just sucks because right now we were going to have <laughs> – we had – I think March Madness was going to be nuts because there was really no clear, like, number one team. Oh, yeah, there was nobody, no so favorite. I, I thought it was going to be even better this year. And then we yep. had the NBA playoffs that were going to start a few days ago. Hockey playoffs are going to start. Baseball just come back. I was like, this is, like, the best time of year. You got everybody – Coming, you would have the XFL, and now we get nothing. We just get sadness. Yep. 
And for for us, we're out of school now, so we could we could watch everything at any time. <laughs> yeah. You know, so like it it, it would have been it would have been awesome. Yeah. <laughs> no, we were robbed, but uh, that's the way it is sometimes, and we got to deal yep. with these uh, dire times. Yes. So big shout out to all the first responders and all the nurses and doctors and medical professionals doing their thing. Thank you to them. We want to get that yep. out there. Yeah. Big thanks to them. Um. But yeah. All right. Enough of this. <laughs> The pain and pain instead of joint pain. <laughs> Let's get a little bit of the joy going. Uh, I guess we could shift it over to uh, the draft. We've yep, the big NFL draft, draft coming up. The, the king, NFL, is still... They're the luckiest ones so far out of the big four of the sports leagues. Yeah, because Because they don't have... They're not playing, so... Yeah, they're not affected yet. But we had the free agent frenzy, which was a frenzy. Yep. That was nuts, and we can get into that a little bit later, especially with the quarterback situation. But the draft we got coming up Thursday going to be a little different. There's no live draft. They're going to do it on uh, – Goodell's going to do it from his house, so it's the first time he's not going to get booed. But I yeah. think the Internet will find a way, which uh, – Definitely. Yeah. Twitter will just boo – retweet it and boom just yeah, on the caption. <laughs> That'll be good. But I'm kind of upset it's, it's virtual now because they were going to do that in Las Vegas. So they're going to have, like, the prospects go on, like, a boat yeah, to the stage. That would have been really cool to watch. Yeah, it was going to be some whole, like, event going on, some, like, yeah. performance. And that would have been awesome, uh, which is unfortunate. But uh, we got to yeah. do what we got to do with yeah, and it's unfortunate for the players also that they, they don't get the opportunity to go across the stage, you know, and shake Goodell's hand. But we got to... We gotta do what we gotta do. Yeah, and it, it is unfortunate. Those moments are always nice, and especially when they always have different people um, announcing the pick later on when they have the, to the specific franchises. Yep. Um, and then you see the moment where they embrace everybody, and even Goodell, they're like, oh, I'm so happy, man. But I think it'll be a little bit different. It might be a little bit awkward. I think that's going to happen, especially because there's going to be technical delays, I and mean, that's just how yep. it works. It's going to be like when you say one thing, few seconds later they're gonna hear it um i I don't know if you watched the WNBA draft they did they did it virtually also and there were a lot of like tape delays like they went to the the player's house and like they they announced them and then they're they're just sitting there like looking at the tv like there's no emotion yeah Yeah. Yeah, i wasn't able (laughs) to watch it but my dad said he watched and he told me (laughs) and he was like it's a little bit awkward it's gonna be and he was like it's gonna be weird for the nfl i was like all right i'm excited i mean it's something Either way, it's yeah. going to be entertainment at this point, yep. so I don't really care. Um, but I think it'll be nice as long as they do have some of the footage of the guys, at least the top guys that are going to get drafted with their families. And then once they get called, get the call, I think that'll be nice. Because we're, you're going to see that relatively live, more live than I think we normally would. Yeah, definitely, um, yeah. So that'll be cool, and that'll bring some joy, a little bit of happiness there. So that's cool. Yep. But who? All right. So we're thinking. Now we're thinking. Let's talk the actual draft right now. So you think? I think we all are agreeing that Joe Burrow's got to go number one. I think the band yes. would be stupid if they did. Yeah, but barry any trades, yeah, I think he's going to go yeah. number one overall. I mean, I'm hoping the Bengals bungle pretty hard as a Steelers <laughs> fan. Um, he's already got to deal with Lamar Jackson now, and I mean Baker Mayfield, but that the Browns. But yeah, I got to think you got to go Burrow there. I mean, there yeah. are other options, obviously, but I think 
I mean, if they do anything other than draft Burrow, I think you try to trade that pick and you try to, like, clean somebody out who yeah, really th- wants Burrow. Because if you're going to – if for some reason you don't want to draft him, you do have all the leverage. You're going to be like, all right, you want Burrow? Then give us your first-round pick. Give us your next first-round pick. Give us this player. Whatever it is, just, like, bring in the capital. Yes. Yep. I think a lot of teams have that that capital to give up if they really wanted to move up and get that. I think the the Dolphins have a lot of assets that they can give up to try to get that number one pick if they don't feel that there's a good uh, prospect at five. You know, if they don't want to take Tua or um, Herbert, Herbert. Herbert. yeah. The other kid, uh, I forget his name from Utah. Uh, Jordan Love. Jordan Love, who I think is a nice sleeper. And then there's still Jalen Hurts. I don't think he's going to go in the first round. But I think a lot of people, he's my sleeper out of the quarterbacks. Because I think yeah. a lot of people are just not giving him credit. I, I, yeah. I don't know why. I don't know what is that. But I think he's got some. He's got the good intangibles, at least for the new like wave of quarterbacks that the NFL wants to go with now. Just they're super athletic. They can. They're mobile, but they still are great throwing the ball. Yeah. So you have to. Accurate. Yeah. yeah. And that's what he is. That's what I saw. I saw a tweet. I forgot what it was. I have to find it one of these days. It was somebody. It was like the percentage of missed throws five to 18 yards downfield. It was something like very random and specific. And he was the lowest up there with Burrow, even more so than Herbert and Love and the other top guys and Tua. And I was like, that's got to be important because you see a guy like Josh Allen now in the league who's good and really athletic guy, and I think he's a pretty solid quarterback, but I'm – I'm still not fully sold on him because he just he's just not accurate, especially down the field. Yeah, he's got yeah. a cannon. Yeah, that's great, but you got to hit your receiver who's wide open. You yeah, he, you can throw it a thousand yards, but if you don't hit the receiver, it doesn't doesn't count. You exactly, know. and I <laughs> they saw Hurts had a really low percentage of missing those passes, and that's good. That's what yep. you want to see for a guy that's going into the pros and. On the mental toughness side, the dude was on Alabama, the top team, and then he gets. Yep pretty much pushed aside because of Tua, rightfully so, as we saw. But then he goes to Oklahoma and lights it up, has an awesome season. And I think as far as quarterbacks go, that people forget about the mental toughness aspect, and that's huge. And yep, I think definitely. he's proved, at least to an extent, that he's got um, he's got the toughness, and that's what I think, you, at least the very least, you want uh, with a young quarterback coming in. Yep, definitely. And I know, like the scout said, like maybe he could change positions – I got the combine. They said, would he be open to doing that? And he said, he's not open to doing that, yeah, be, I, but he wants to be a quarterback. Yeah, because what else you, because it's, I think it's going to, say he does change <laughs> positions, it's going to take even longer for his development, I think, because he's used yeah. to being a quarterback. And he did it at a high level in college. Yeah, yep. some of the competition in college is not, definitely not competitive to the NFL. That's the that's always the big thing now, I think, with um, quarterbacks coming out of college is that competition some of these guys are playing with in college, there's a reason they're winning by like 50 points almost every game, no matter who they're playing. Like it's just not, the competition just isn't that great. Because yep. once you go to the NFL, even the big time, it's, it's a lot different there. Yeah, but I would say like the SEC, like when he was at Alabama, I think that's pretty formidable opponent's Oh, to yeah. play against in the SEC, but the Big 12, there's no defense in the Big 12, so no, you just uh, offensive juggernauts everywhere. So I guess he took a step back there, but 
I think he, he played enough in the SEC to gain that toughness to prepare him for the NFL. Yeah, if a team can sneak him in in like the third, second, or third round, I think that's a steal. And yep. he doesn't, I wouldn't start him right away unless if you have to, but I think if you can have him at least most of the year under somebody else, I think that's even better. Because number one, he's only 21, so he's really young. He's three yep. years younger than Burrow. <laughs> and you can, I think that's a good thing in this case, because I think you don't want it, I don't think you don't want him to start right away. No. Um, you yeah, probably. You want him to learn, learn, develop, and get the feel for the NFL because it is—it's going to be a transition for anybody. Not everybody's um, Tom Brady. Like Andrew, uh, yeah, Tom Andrew Brady, Luck. Andrew Luck. Yeah, yeah. that just doesn't happen. And you still need a team. It's still all about the team. You need a good old line, good receiver, a good build around them. You can't just yep. do what the Colts did: draft Andrew Luck and hope everything's fine there. There's a reason the kid <laughs> retired early. <and> <laughs> But, uh, I mean, I think I think the easy thing is Burrow goes first. He's the first quarterback to go. Now the question is who's next and who gets him to. Who, what team is going to draft what quarterback next? Yeah, well, I did a, I did a mock draft with my friends, uh, Gianluca and Brian, here in Brooklyn. Nice. Shout out to uh, Scramble Sports on Instagram. <laughs> we did a mock draft. to by them earlier today, I think, so. Yeah, we just started it, so. Yeah, we're getting underway with that. And we have uh, two are going to the Dolphins as the next quarterback. And I think that's the safe, safe option there. And, and I don't know your views yet on Tua, but uh, I'll give mine for now. Um, <laughs> is that I think Tua is and can be a really good quarterback in the NFL. He can be a pro guy. But um, like I've been saying to my friends back home here in Jersey and my dad and whatnot, um, and I think we briefly touched upon it yesterday, is that I think he's like a Bob Sanders. And if everybody remembers Bob Sanders, he was like an all-pro safety for the Colts during the Manning years, but the dude just never could stay healthy. So his career really was like a big what-if. And I think, sadly, that's what you might get with Tua. Just like, it's not that I'm hoping this happens like I, I would hope this guy is he's a really good dude and he's a really good player and I hope he is successful in the NFL but I just don't think with those injuries he had those big rough injuries all over his body and they're like important <laughs> parts of the body especially for a quarterback or just anyone playing the NFL uh, I just don't think you're going to be that durable I mean it's just, just because the NFL is another notch above college these guys are bigger faster stronger and they hit so much harder and i just don't think he's going to be durable enough i think it might be it's going to be sad but uh i, I hope he's proved me wrong and i think yeah, yeah. whatever team drafts him definitely hopes that obviously yeah um, no, i, I, I agree he's gonna laugh. it's just like he's with those injuries there's no way I and mean, you see any other guy whether it doesn't matter what position Guys who have a hit injury history in college are really not going to last that much long in the pros, unless you load management. But that's not happening. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Quarterback, so yeah, like, hey, we're only going to put him in. He's a two-down <laughs> quarterback. It's like that's completely. That <laughs> nah, doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah. And if you look at like for an example of that, like would be Todd Gurley. Like look at him. He was he was so dominant. Then now he hurt his knee or whatever mystery injury he has. He hasn't played in the last two years. Like so. Obviously, with injuries, you don't, you don't, you never know what's going to happen. So you have to be as cautious as possible. 
Exactly, I, I agree. Um, but I s- still think, at least just on paper for talking right now, I think two is the second best QB out of this class. Uh, yeah, I agree. And it's just the big question is the health, obviously, and if it's going to sustain. I think if the Dolphins draft him, I don't know if they still have fits or whatnot. Um, I think... I think they might have resigned them. I'm not 100 percent sure on that. Do, I think that's a good idea, and I think they should draft two of them, because then I would just, I would just start Fitz again. Yeah, just give him, give two a year to develop, year to recover from his injuries, exactly. and I think another whole year of recovery, and then you can get him a few reps here and there. Because I'm sure Fitz is probably gonna get his bell rung a few times and put him in, yep. and then you're probably not gonna be that much in contention at some point during the season, so you don't really have, there's no pressure or anything, so then you can put two in for a few reps yep. if you really want to, and I don't think that's a bad idea at all, but otherwise, I think, like you said, have them sit the year, recover fully, and then you go from there. Yep, and like you said, they're probably not going to be competitive this year, so might as well take it easy and get another piece in next year's draft, and then you'd be better off for uh, 10 to 15 years with two at the helm. True. Very true. Yep. And also uh, Fitzpatrick, he never does well in his second year with a team. <laughs> Going yes. back to his time with the Jets, he almost brought us to the playoffs, and then the following year we re-signed them, and we were terrible. So, he and he's been doing that since he's been with the Jets. So he, he likes to take the money and run. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's worked out for him. I mean, yep. he's, he's one of those guys I always love watching him play because he does – like last year was great. I mean, when they beat, they ruined. <laughs> I think they helped ruin some of the the Patriots that that finish to their dynasty right there. Yep, yep. Uh, with Brady and them, because uh, <laughs> Fitz and them and Brian uh, Flores just kept going. Yeah, they, they played hard, and you, you gotta respect that. Yeah, and he's thirty, whatever, thirty seven, thirty eight years old, and he's he, he's not sliding, he's diving for <laughs> extra yards. Like you gotta love that. I mean. Yep. Harvard yeah, especially from the quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. You when when you see your leader doing that, then everybody else wants to follow and, oh, and do exactly. the same. And then you saw, I mean, we didn't expect the Dolphins what, to win five games or whatever amount they won. I mean, I know that's not a lot, obviously, but the way yeah, that roster yeah, was, they were supposed to win no, zero games. They should have. Yeah, they honestly should have. Yeah. So credit to him and Flores. And I think Flores is going to be a pretty, pretty damn good coach. So keep an eye out for him. I think he might be the most Belichick um, – of the Belichick disciples that are out there, because I don't think what's his name's that good. Um, Vabral, oh, oh yeah, he's not that good. Vabral is, I think Vabral, Vabral, excuse me, is very good. I, I always for, I forgot about him. I can't do that. I yeah. think he's really good. Yeah, and he, he out Belichick, Belichick in the playoffs. In the playoffs, that was awesome. Yeah, that, so was, that was pretty good. Phenomenal game to watch. <laughs> yep, <laughs> just two two minds going back and forth. Yeah, yeah. and that was good. Yeah, I mean, and then so all right, so you're you got the Jets fan here. So who who yes. who do you want the Jets to get, or at least what position are you thinking? Um, I I I want them to get a offensive lineman because you need to protect Sam Darnold. That's the the biggest priority this offseason. You have to build a wall around them because we saw last year that the offensive line was like a turnstile. It's going into the backfield, sacking Sam. And um, when when he came back from his his uh, what's it called, his mono injury, the the whole offensive line said like okay like let's not try to kill him because 
if he gets sacked hard enough, like he could die from because his, his enlarged spleen. Yeah, so they had to motivate themselves to like not be bad, so he wouldn't die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that has to be the biggest priority right now. I would agree, um, because I think I mean that's kind of anybody would I think agree with that. Just because you gotta, if you get the quarterback, then everything else starts up front. If you don't have a good offensive line, nothing's really gonna work. You gotta have the guys in the trenches real good. Because you have Bell, who I think is still gonna be fine and great. It's just you need Adam Gaze to change his mind a little bit. That's a whole other yep. conversation. Whole different animal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I think definitely getting solidifying that O line for protection, just because otherwise Darnold's just gonna be broken. He's just gonna be another one of those jet quarterbacks that they drafted early and didn't pan out, and not necessarily his fault exactly. I think that always does go back to the organization and how they try to build things and and whatnot. Yep. But I don't think I think the jury's still out for the most part on Darnold. I'm not gonna say he's a bust. If anyone's saying that, that's not fair because he no, hasn't no. played a full yeah. season yet. Yep. Um, yeah, I agree. He, he he you have to give him help. time to he develop. Some more uh, talent around him. He's got the running back. Um, they just need more receivers. I know they lost Robbie Anderson, and this is a perfect yep. draft get a receiver and you don't need to get one in the first round i mean they're picking yep. 11th overall i still think you go tackle there yep the offensive line like you said i mean they, they could go receiver they could go either judy or lamb i think those two are very uh, dynamic playmakers and can make a big difference oh, on this offense yeah and that'll be perfect for donald but that's even if they drop to 11 i honestly think they yeah they could they could go before that they could go uh, i mean any one of these teams washington Detroit, I mean, any of those teams. But I think also, we keep forgetting about Chase Young, who, yeah. whoever's picking He's second, you <laughs> did want the Redskins, I think you go with him immediately. That's an impact player immediately yep. at a very, very important position in the NFL, pass rusher. Definitely, yep. I mean, they need a lot too, but I think that's that, the best pick right there. Exactly, that solve that helps solve or at least ease a lot of your problems, especially defensively, because you get that guy pass rush is immediately upgraded big time and then with a good pass rush that always helps your secondary out relieves yep. them some pressure they don't need to be lights out they just got to be average but the Redskins still have plenty of holes to fill and it's yep. a crazy franchise as well <laughs> then we got three with the lines I have them picking uh Akunda from Ohio State the cornerback yeah, so I think they they replaced Darius Slay yeah, with that pick right him. there. Yeah, I think that's a good that's a good move there. I would agree with that. And now it's the Giants. What did the Giants do at four? I. But they they kind of need a receiver also, I think. Yeah, but I don't think they go receiver here. Yeah, who knows what Gettleman's thinking? <laughs> that guy's nuts. Yeah, that guy's <laughs> maniac. Uh, big ego too. Yep. But, uh, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they got the new coach, the the wide receiver coach from the Patriots, right? I forget now. I can't remember his name. That's bad. Uh, Joe Judge. Joe Judge, yeah. Like the alliteration name. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I heard that they were talking to a quarterback. I forgot which one, but I know it said Joe Judge was, like, FaceTiming him and, like, getting a lot of information on him. They said it could be, like, a smoke screen, but I don't know because he yeah. never really – said that Daniel Jones is going to be his starter. So 
they could they could do something weird here. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised because it's Gettleman, but I think based on the, the year Daniel Jones had with that roster they have, I think you got to stick with him for now. But the Giants, their roster is littered with holes. I mean, I I have an inside source. <laughs> That just like their that just says their roster top to bottom is just lacking big time. Yeah, I think the best pick would probably be uh, Simmons from Clemson because they have a great history of drafting linebackers, and this guy's a game changer. Can yeah, be a great, great asset on their defense. And they could definitely use use a linebacker because they I feel like they've lacked there for a few years besides Ogletree. Yeah. Um, well, they could go linemen also. Yeah, I mean, you really can. Just a, for protection for both Saquon and Jones. Yeah, they're going to want to do that. Otherwise, you're just going to end up ruining <laughs> uh, those guys. And obviously, don't want to do that. Uh, I mean, yeah, and then, then it's really, where, like, what do the Chargers do? I mean, I know they're sticking with Tyrod or Tyrod Taylor. Um, <laughs> excuse me. I, um, yeah, they could go, they could go quarterback. Which I don't think yeah. is a bad idea. I still think if they do draft a quarterback, that's not a bad idea. Just have them work, do the same thing that we've been saying. Work under the guy, and then if something's going wrong, then just throw them in. Because they have a really good roster. Yeah, so any any uh, playmaker could make them even better than what they are right now. And they're pretty good. Definitely, and I think they could go from like a, a worst to first type thing going on. Yep. Especially in their new stadium now, they'll be motivated. Hopefully, there'll be fans there to, to yeah, cheer I mean, for that's them. That's another thing. <laughs> I, that, I think the Chargers should be still in San Diego. There's no offense yeah. to LA, but I don't think LA really cares about pro yeah. football right now. Yeah, there's no way there should be two teams in LA when the interest isn't there. They're barely, they could barely fill a stadium, uh, an MLS stadium. <laughs> and as far as yeah. NFL standards go, that's pretty embarrassing. I mean, yeah. They have to hope they're playing a team, a big team with a big fan base. Because then they'll fill it up. Just the only thing is, is it's like you're playing a home game that's away. Yeah, uh, which is not sad, good. and that's not yeah. what you don't want for as a business standpoint and just yep. in general. <laughs> you can't be happy with that, especially the NFL. Like I, like I get why they want to push for an LA teams, but I just, I don't know. I'm not buying it. I mean, yeah, I'm fine with the Rams being there. But I think the Chargers should have stayed in San Diego. I feel bad yeah. for that city. They they deserve the Chargers to still be there. Yep, and they were there long enough to gain that loyalty. Like the oh, city yeah. really loved you know the Chargers. Like that was their team, and it's got it got ripped from them. So yeah, just straight up, and they were there their whole time. Like they were never anywhere else. Like I get it that like the Rams went back and forth from L.A. to St. Louis, and now they're back. So I get that, but but then again, you can make the argument. For when they were in St. St. when they won their Super Bowl, they were in St. Louis, number one. And yeah. St. Louis, we talked about this yesterday, is a great, um, an awesome, and great football team. city. Yeah, and football city too, specifically. Yep. But I mean, you got the Cardinals there in baseball, who are one of the store, most storied franchises in baseball, and successful. So you got them there. You just had the Blues, uh, St. Louis Blues from hockey, just won their first Stanley Cup. Like, come on. Yep. Like you definitely have the fan support there. They just didn't want to build another city. They kind of abandoned St. Louis, and that's I mean, it is. That's yeah, not is. right. Yeah. Yep. Uh, uh -oh. 
What else we got here? I mean, got the Chargers. Just the quarterback still. I mean, the Chargers go Herbert or Love. Or, or honestly, I think the Chargers maybe even getting Jalen Hurts. Maybe I wouldn't draft them at six overall. But I think no, but like later on, work with uh, Taylor. I think that would be great. Yep, because they, they kind of play the same way. They have the same skill set. Exactly. So and they can you know, learn from each other. And that's a and it's a good roster. It's a very yep. good roster. It's already pretty good. Maybe they get a few more offensive linemen, maybe. But uh, otherwise, you yeah. have. They have, a got, they have a good wide receiver core with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Yeah, um, they have a good running back with uh, Eckler. Eckler, who's awesome, who was my big guy in fantasy last year. <laughs> I knew, knew it was going to be a good pickup because Melvin Gordon wanted all this money, and we saw what happened. Yep. And that's a whole other yep. conversation with running backs and paying them. And that would go on that all day. Yep. But uh, we won't. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, we got the Panthers at seven now. They're an interesting situation because they don't have a quarterback at the moment. Or they have um who they oh, get? No, they, they signed Teddy. I think they Oh yeah, yeah, they a signed pretty, Teddy. Yep. A pretty good um roster around. I mean they get they added yep. Robbie uh, Anderson. They got McCafferty, yep. got paid big time, and I think that was definitely deserving. Yep, he deserved he it. And what he does, he's yeah. I think right his numbers now, are incredible. Yeah, right now I think he's the best running back in the league. I mean, it's arguable, but I would say currently, especially based off the previous year, he's by far the best running back in the league. Yep, and you can also put him in the in the slot wide receiver category also. Yeah, he's as nice. one of the, the top top ten receivers also. So they're they're good there. They need to get a little more help, I think, defensively, but. They've been putting together a solid team there. I mean, yeah, they can go with a quarterback, but I think you still ride with Teddy for now. Yeah, I mean, you paid him that money, so you might as well just see what he can do and give him the opportunity because he's been a backup for the last, what, like four years with the Jets and then with the Saints? Saints and he did a great so. job with uh, the Saints last year when Breeze was hurt. I think he only lost one game. He was like 5-1 and one or something like that. Yep. Um, and they have a similar roster, so like maybe like, like quality-wise. Yes. It's a good roster, so he can he could possibly thrive under that under those circumstances. Definitely, and I forgot they they signed the well, who was the best XFL quarterback, PJ Walker. <laughs> yep. So that's who I think there's some connection there with uh, the coach with Rule. Yeah, then he went to Baylor. Baylor, so yep. that's a good move. So I do, definitely think Carolina is not going quarterback. I think they're sticking to their guns there with. Uh, I don't really know exactly who they might get, but we have uh, Derek Brown from Auburn, the yeah, defensive tackle. Goes. All right, yeah, they they could definitely use some some beef up front on the defensive yep. side. Yeah, that help them on the defensive end. Yeah, they could. They just I think that's really their needs are all on defense and yep. secondary too. They might need some secondary help. I think. They cut Eric Reed too, right? I think so. They don't. Have yeah. yeah There's so no. They can go uh, really any safety or corner there, so whoever's yep. available as well. Yeah, it should be very interesting. Interesting to see what what happens here yeah. on Thursday. Yeah, there's a few there's, there's a few question marks, and there's always something crazy. Somebody's always trading up. I know there's a few teams that are willing to trade up or down, and some teams that are that want to go trade up. So we'll see. That's always yep. fun. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a lot, a lot, a lot of storylines at play here. I mean, there's a few teams without. There's, what's there? There's one, two, three, four, five, six, six teams that don't have first round pick. My beloved Steelers being one of them, and I'm okay with that because what Coach T just said today again, and our um, GM Kevin Colbert has been saying is that like we our first round pick is Minka Fitzpatrick, what who they traded away for last season and he's only what, twenty three or something, and that clearly worked out and that's a win and I'm okay with that technically counting as our first round pick because that's like a yep. guarantee impact all pro player right there. And he's yep. they don't have to develop him, they don't have to already he doesn't have to do anything. Just he's part of the team already. Exactly. So I that's fine. It's yep. or he's already better than who whoever we would have probably drafted. Yeah, so it works center. out. So that's fine. There, I know the Bears don't have a pick. The Colts don't have a first round pick. Uh, Buffalo also doesn't have it with the uh, Stefan Diggs trade, which I think was a good good pickup. But that's interesting yeah. though because we saw Diggs complain about the Kirk Cousins situation sometimes but when I'm comparing Kirk Cousins to Josh Allen I'm taking Kirk Cousins every time because I just think he's yep. more accurate and polished QB granted Allen's much younger and still has a chance to grow but what's Diggs now going to do I think Allen is known for missing guys <laughs> downfield so I don't know we'll see who knows I could be horribly wrong and they're going to light it up because I do think yep. Buffalo is definitely the favorite in that division. Sorry to your Jets. Definitely, but yeah. I do think the Jets have a chance because I think it's now it's open. It's wide open. Yep, it's wide open. For the first time in literally 20-plus years. So <laughs> thank the Lord. Yeah, and, and we've said that it's been open a couple times, like with, with Brady, with the Patriots. But now he's completely gone, so now it's it's legitimately wide open. Yeah. Yeah, like the last few years when he, he's been aging – but he, they've still been completely dominant. Yeah, but now defense was lights out, and they're still going to be lights out, and that'll keep them definitely relevant. But if their quarterback play is pretty terrible, and they still have a lot of holes offensively, at least skill-wise, it's open. I mean, they, they're definitely the hunted anyway, because yep. why not? Yeah. Might as well go after them now, yeah. since they're, you know, they're, they're down. And I think the Dolphins are going to surprise people regardless because they definitely got better. They had a really good free yep. agency. And Flores, I think, is a really good coach. And we got them to five wins with that team with nobody. Yep. That's nobody. Definitely impressive. So they, I think they can only go up from here. And same with the Jets. I think it can only get better, given any mono <laughs> setbacks. Yeah. But I don't think yeah. that's going to happen. Yeah, given any, any uh, Jet... Luck, we call it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that's which, what it is. It's have bad luck. Unfortunately, yep. for the Jets, as you being a diehard fan know all too well. Yep. Um, so we'll see there. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, gonna be good. We got the draft coming, some excitement, some more, some some kind of live sporting thing. <laughs> and, you know, the NFL is king, and everybody loves it. The draft, anyway, is a big spectacle. Whether that can be debated or not, that's it should be because it's kind of a some some of it's kind of a joke where it's like it's it's such a big spectacle, big TV thing when literally all it is is guys just picking guys. I mean, yeah. it's nice for the guys getting drafted, but it's like really, do we need to make it a whole yeah, whole production? Thing? Uh, but yeah, you gotta make money and it's entertainment, so I'm not really. 
complaining too much. Yeah. Because I'm still and it, watching and, it. <laughs> yeah, and it, it excites everybody. Everybody gets up for it. So yeah, for the season coming for, on, yeah. Yeah, so it, it works out for everybody. Um, well, I think we can still stick to the NFL here. Um, but let's shift it to the uniform change. I know you're a big uniform watcher. Yep. Logo watcher, so you're the expert here. There have been a lot. We have, I think, about six teams that made a uniform change. Yeah, so we, can we go had the those. yeah go through and the Falcons, the Buccaneers, the Patriots just did theirs today. Um, who else did we have? Uh, I'm drawing a blank here. Yeah, we said the Bucks. So we got the Bucks. Uh, I'm just gonna list the Falcons. Bucks, Falcons, Patriots, um, Browns. Browns, yep. Brownies and uh, we have the Chargers tomorrow at 9:30 a.m. tomorrow. Rams, did they, did they release their new uniforms? I know they released their logo, and that's a whole... No, yeah, uniforms are going to be towards the beginning of the season. I think oh, okay. in in June, I think they said. All right, so we've got time, plenty of time there. But yep. What are your thoughts on what we've gotten so far? I think the best ones were the Buccaneers, because they went back to their roots. They broke back their old like uh, Super Bowl winning uh, jerseys, yeah, yeah. pewter and red. But one thing I didn't like was that they didn't incorporate any of the creamsicle, which I hope that they would. But yeah, yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I mean, it's too bad the NFL has that dumb one helmet rule, which is now limiting a lot all franchises with some of the yep. other throwback uniforms or whatever alternative uniforms they want to put out there, especially with the box with the creamsicles. Because I'd love to see those back. I'd love to see Brady wearing that, but we're not going to yep. get it for now. But I, I did read a, an article on uh, sportslogos.net, and it, when the Buccaneers jerseys came out, they did an interview with Bruce Arians, and he said that potentially in 2021, they can bring back the um, creamsicles because they, they could possibly lift the one helmet rule. Nice. See, I think that's, that should happen. There's a plethora of teams out there that would I think would have great throwback uniforms or whatever alternative to bring back. Yep, and then it was also confirmed by the Packers. They were supposed to come out with a throwback uniform for 2020, but instead they moved it to 2021 because of the speculation that it will be lifted the in 2021. Later. Okay. All right, well, that's, that's, there's some hope there for that. And then um, the Patriots today, they also said they came out with a red jersey, but they're not releasing it until they can use the white helmets. All right, that's fair. When so that's the three news, because that means Pat yep. the Patriot will come back, which I think they should yep. just do now. It's like, I hate their logo now. I hate the <laughs> Elvis guy, whatever they call them. Yeah, Flying Elf. Flying Elf. <laughs> I, it's a terrible logo. And I hate the silver. Just It's awful. If you just, yeah. I do like how they changed. It's kind of like their color rush now, what they did with the, the regular uniforms, with the, the UCLA look, those yep. three stripes. I think that's better. But I'm still not fully sold because I want Pat the Patriot. That's what I want. Um, yeah, I, I was looking at the Patriots uniforms, and if you take out, if you put in uh, New Haven colors, it's actually like the same, same jersey oh, basically. It's the same jersey. We got the new ones when the Nike. Uh, we we dropped our deal with Under Armour, and then we got a deal with Nike, and I like those new look. Yeah, yeah, I like the stripes and the yeah, color. Yeah, good. It's a good, clean, fresh look. Yep. With that gold yep. helmet, which is nice. Um, yep. Yeah, but overall, I think I like the, the Patriots' new look. 
Yeah, it's better. It, it gives them a fresh start, even though like the Brady era was probably their best era in history. But this gives them an opportunity to move on and uh, Just like a re- start their own. Start. Yeah, yeah, refresh. Um, I would say the, the worst uniform is probably Atlanta Falcons. Yes, probably the worst. By far. Yep. <laughs> I, I thought it was terrible. Yep. I don't like the the wording, the ATL on it. It just makes it look horrible. This is bad. It's too, everything else is too simple. Like, n- normally I like simple. Like, keep it simple. But there's, like, nothing else. The only thing that's popping on those uniforms is the ATL that's in giant letters and <laughs> numbers. And it just, I, to me, it's stupid. And it's, yep. I think they did a bad job there. I did like how they brought back the other helmet, that old logo. Yeah, with the yeah the old Falcon. I think if they just incorporated, if they made the the throwbacks the primary, I think that would have been oh, a tremendous have, upgrade. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And with the one helmet rule, if they got rid of that, then they could bring back that red helmet, which I think is yep. too. Yeah, that would have been great. But, no, but they, yeah, by far the worst change. Yep. And then we have the Browns. I think they did a great job also bringing back their yeah, their previous look from the... Yep. And those are good. There's nothing wrong with those. They're great. It's the previous look with the giant letters and Browns. Like, yeah, I don't, we already know you're the Browns. You don't need to tell us <laughs> twice. Yeah, like, with your th- their helmet is their logo. Like, you know, like, that's their brand. You know, like, you, you know who they are. Yeah, the orange and the brown with the white in there. That's it. Yep. We, we get it. <laughs> So I like the new look now they have because they have all the different combinations. You have the yep. brown on white, you got the brown on brown, you got the white on white, and the white on brown. Whatever, you know, I might be missing a combination. Yep. And I heard that they might bring orange pants into the mix. And I don't think that's a bad idea too because I know they had those in the 80s, maybe a little bit in the 70s, I think. I could be wrong, but I know those, it was in that yeah. era. And that's a good look. I mean, it's retro feel, and I think it's it's fun. Yep, definitely. So it should be a great um, anesthetic look in the NFL this year with all the like throwbacks and new uniforms. And new, new refreshing looks besides the the, the Falcons and their terrible. Yep, yeah, they, they're just in their own league. Yeah, their own yep. league <laughs> I mean, we're super glad the box changed because literally you could pick any part of that old uniform. And it was terrible. Yeah. Um, the numbers, the, the shoulder striping, it was, just, it was horrible. The numbers, the striping, and the giant logo on the helmet, too much. Yeah. Doesn't but they, they did keep that, though, on the new uniforms. They made it it's the same size, yeah. I thought it was a little bit smaller. All right, well, either way, it's going to look better with the whole ensemble, I think. So. Yeah, so it, it's it'll fine. look good. Radio look, he'll still look all pretty out there. <laughs> Lighting it up with Godwin and uh, Evans. So that'll be interesting. Yep. That's a tough division, though. Especially oh, yeah, offensively. There's a lot of firepower in that division. That'll be fun to watch. Definitely, yeah. And the question is, does he still have the arm strength to you know, to make these guys better? Like Evans and Godwin, they're, they're deep, deep ball guys. Like, can he reach them? That's going to be the biggest question. Yeah, I, feel. I know. He's, he's definitely lost... Arm strength, I and mean, that's just how it is. You saw it last year, and and he's old. He's he's over forty years old. Like there's no way you're really going to be able to keep watching it fifty yards downfield. So that'll be interesting. They're going to have to adjust. I mean, normally 
anyway with Brady, it's like that West Coast vibe where it's the dink and dunk, and he just he's so accurate, and that release is still there. He's so quick that all they need to do is get a little bit of separation, and I think they'll be fine, especially with Bruce Arians at the helm. Yeah, he should be creative enough to help you know, bring out uh, Brady's, whatever he has left. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. And we'll see. Because they still have a good defense there. They got some pieces there with their Shaq Barrett and uh, who else do they have? Who's that other pass rusher? Don't they have two pass rushers? Why can't I? Uh, they, don't they have JPP also? They have JPP and Sue. They all they still have Mendoza. Yeah, they all came back. So yeah. They got, yeah, there's a nice. That's a nice front. Yeah, and their defense was pretty decent last year. Yeah. It was just mostly uh, Winston just throwing interceptions that, that that made it be a shootout. You know, it wasn't the defense's fault. Yeah. I think I think Winston if he gets into a new change of scenery and um and it's a good system, I think he could be fine. Like I know a lot of people were saying we should go to the Steelers and yeah, I agree, but we just don't we simply don't have the money. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to have James Winston or Cam Newton. But we still have Big Ben coming back, and yes, I know that's the big question mark. But I think if Big Ben is remotely healthy, they're gonna win ten games because of that defense. And, yep. if, he's, and if he's 100, percent then yeah, that's even better. Biased, it puts you over the but top. I think they're gonna be really good, then, and I hope so. Yep. Um, yeah, I agree. But he is 38, and regardless, he's got one, maybe two years left if he's healthy. Um, so yeah, you want you want to worry about the next who's the next guy, the heir apparent, when you have that really good young defense. That's can't forget that is that the defense. It's not like the defense is old. Really, the o- oldest guy is arguably one of the best players on the defense, Cam Hayward, and he has not shown any signs of declining. So that's fine with me. Yeah. I don't care how old you are, as long as you're still productive and at all pro level, you could be you could be forty. Tom Brady. Yep. There you go. <laughs> so, no, but if I think if with the roster you guys have now, I think you guys are win now. So you don't really have to worry about exactly. the future yet. You know, you can just worry about the next two years with Ben, and then figure that out in three, three to in three to five years. years. Exactly. Yeah. So we, we see that, and then that's what I think they're going to do with the draft now. Is you just there? It's up in the air. I mean, we don't have a first round pick. You just pick your only pick. We only have one pick in the first hundred uh, overall picks. And we pick a 49th overall in the second round, which is not bad. No, um, get a decent player at so 49. They do, and they normally do, and they're hard. The Steelers are usually hard anyway to judge who they, they pick anyway. And they usually yeah. do best available. And this year, more than ever, I think you do have to draft best available. And I'm yep. leaning towards, and I think they are offense. you got to go offense there. And, yeah, you can still always – the big thing with defense for us is they just, just depth. And that you can get in the later round. So I think with our earliest pick, you go best available offensive player, preferably a playmaker. But if that's not available, then then always, always go offensive line. Just stack the offensive line as much as you can because you can never have enough of those guys. Yep. In my opinion. How do you feel about them taking a running back potentially? Because like, not... Connor wasn't that really wasn't healthy last year. Yeah, I mean it's the thing is is with him um, is I love Connor. He's the local guy and he's awesome when he's healthy. I think when he's healthy he's great and he can be a top tier guy but that's when and if he's healthy. Yep. And I think they have to find I read an article on The Athletic by Mark uh, Caboli, one of the Pittsburgh beat writers. Great by the way. 
um, if you're a Steeler fan. And I'm sure if you're a Steeler fan, you already know this guy, and I'm just spewing nonsense. But, um, <laughs> he wrote an article on Connor and his touches and whatnot, and he, like, did the analytics of, like, he, his, like, peak is 17 touches if they, like, stop at 17 touches a game. He's like, any more than that, he got hurt or he had a key fumble in a game. And it was always, yeah. like, right after the 17th. Yeah, obviously you can't go into every game like, all right, we're giving you 17. Because if he's doing well, you're going to keep wanting to feed the guy. And that's usually how Mike Tomlin works. He likes having a one feature back. And I agree. I like that, too. But you're going to have to find a fine line with the rotation of guys they have now between Benny Snell and Jalen Samuels and Connor. But I would not have a problem if they drafted a guy at two, like you said. But it's got to be the right guy, I think. And it's tough. I don't know if Jonathan Taylor, the guy out of Wisconsin, if he's going to be there. But I think if he's there, draft him because he fits the Steelers' mold, especially at running. He's a big, athletic dude, but he's and he goes he goes to run you over, and that fits the Steelers' way perfectly, especially yep. at running back. And they, the fans love that. Yeah. I haven't heard of any running backs like going in the first round, so – Potentially, they could be. He could be there for you. Definitely, so. yeah. And I don't think anybody should draft really running backs in the first round. I, no, unless you're Saquon or uh, McCaffrey. Or McCaffrey, but, but not every. Yeah. There's that's only two. So yeah, <laughs> and even Le'Veon Bell, he was drafted in the second round. Yeah, so, so. you can't find diamonds you know, later on with running backs. Yeah, especially with them, and they're always there's always a plethora of them, and they're always going to end up getting hurt, and that's the sad fact of yep. like, today's running back so you can always want one and I wouldn't spend too much high draft capital on a running back yep uh, so yeah we'll see there I think I'm, I'm almost okay with them drafting really anybody as long as it's offense uh, and I know there was some people like I know Mel Kuyper keeps mocking Jalen Hurts to the Steelers and I know a lot of Steelers fans and some of the writers and some other accounts are trashing that. And I think I might be the only one that's fine. Like, I would have no issue with them drafting Hurts because what that does is it does give you, all right, we do have a plan for once Ben's gone. Yeah. Um, and I think... And, and he's, he's better than the quarterbacks you have now with uh, Rudolph. And he's better than... Or Paxton yeah. Lynch or whoever the hell they want to use. I know we even have JT Barrett on the practice squad, but... Yeah, he would be a, a great replacement. Yeah, I think he'd already be an upgrade with the rest of those guys. And yep. best case scenario, you get him. Ben's still healthy. He works a year or a year or two under Ben, and that's only going to help the guy. Yes, they have a different style of play, but it doesn't matter. You're going to learn. As a young quarterback, you're going to soak up a lot of information yep. from a future Hall of Famer. It doesn't matter if your style is the same or not, because you're still going to learn a lot, and you're going to – learn a lot of important stuff. Yeah, so yeah, it's going to be very beneficial for him yeah. if they decide to go that route. Yeah. But the only issue with that, drafting a guy like Hurts with your first pick for the Steelers when you're in a win-now scenario, um, is that that doesn't really help the win-now scenario. That's just more of like a contingency plan, which is not a bad thing, but I think if you're still trying to win now with Big Ben and you're hoping... He's going to be healthy, and I think he's going to be healthy. And yeah, I'm being biased, but from what I, from watching him for the past 15 plus years, 
There's no way this dude goes out like that. There's no way he's going out by not playing. The dude's going to go yet. out by getting his bell. Like, that's just how he was. Yeah, like, that's, that's how he is. Yeah. And that's what he said. He's like, I'm not going out like this. Like, I'm going to play and give him my all. And that's what yeah, I mean about the dude. Yeah, and he deserves to go out like that. Exactly. He, yeah. Yeah. Famer, I mean, yeah, he had the rough off-the-field stuff, but that's, that was some time ago, and you can talk yeah. about all you want about that, and I'm not justifying anything. But at least on the field, talking just purely field quarterback football play, you got to love the dude. And he does earn respect of almost all the opponents he plays against. I mean, you asked Terrell Suggs, who's like he's been the arch enemy for both of them the whole career. Uh, Suggs credits Big Ben. He won't call him by his name, which is funny, but that's part of <laughs> the rivalry and the showman of it, which we love. That's entertaining. He's like, yeah. I wouldn't be what I am without number seven. And I couldn't agree more with that because they both played hard to get better to beat the other person. And that's what can ask more than that. As a competitor, yeah. you want someone else that wants to knock you down. So you yep. have the motivation to get up and keep doing it. Yeah. And Ben just says that, like, he that's his style. You know, he's, he's so hard to bring down and he just makes everybody better. Yeah, Houdini, around them. it's just crazy. Yeah. It makes, like, you think you're like, no, no, what are you doing? And then it's a touchdown. <laughs> Which I, yeah, I so. love that style because it's different from like the Brady where it's like sits back for like a, a second, second and it's just gone. And it's gone. Yeah. Or it's, you just sit back there with perfect protection for 45 minutes. You make a sandwich, throws a bomb, guys wide open, that's it. There's Big Ben <laughs> sitting back there ducking guys, shredding <laughs> like eight dudes that are eight times bigger than him. And you're like, no, this is, this is it. And then he just launches something up. Also, it's a crazy, spectacular play, and that that's awesome. Like, that's pure entertainment yeah. right there. Yeah, that's, that's what you want to see. Exactly, and that's the way he deserves to go. I mean, I'd like them to go out winning on top. That's the, uh, obviously that's the ultimate goal, but at the very least, I just want them going out with a fight. That's all I can ask for as a Steelers fan. Yep, definitely. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, I mean, there's... Plenty of stuff going on there with the NFL, man. They always give us something to talk about, even in the off-season. Yeah. the three kings. Yeah. Yeah, whether that be good or bad, it's still, yeah, still yeah, something. Yeah, there's always something to talk yeah, about. Most the, time it's bad, honestly, because yeah. as far as uh, office standpoint from the league offices, I think the NFL is by far the worst. I mean, they're a very reactive yeah. rather than proactive and that's not what you want. That's why they're getting criticized constantly with whatever it's the domestic violence stuff or the the national anthem fiasco when that became a whole big deal and blackballing uh, Kaepernick and that, the whole other conversation, so. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, there's always something going on in the NFL. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And then you got anything else? <laughs> Uh, I think we covered everything that that's that's been going on. You know, there's not much to to watch lately. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, really, there's no. We can't really talk about games specifically, of course. So, but oh, um, we got the I mean the XFL, the cancellation of the XFL. I mean, uh, what are your thoughts on that? I thought that was very interesting and sad, unfortunately. Oh yeah, it, it looked it looked like a great product. They had a lot of interesting rules and new concepts. And it was just unfortunate to see them go under. 
because they had the support, they had the fan support. They were in great markets, and it was just it just sad to see what happened. Yeah, because they were creating a lot of buzz and hype, and that's really all they could ask for. I mean, Barstools was doing a great job of covering them, and I think that would, that only helped them tremendously in their exposure and whatnot. And it was yep. fun. I mean, it wasn't like the most clean, crisp football, obviously, because you're not going to have all the talent. All, most of the good talent is going to go to the NFL, and that's rightfully so, because there's the yeah, market and the bigger money there. And I think yep. that was going to be the one main issue with the XFL is really quarterback play was going to be the roughest thing. And there's not much they can really do about that. I mean, they did have P.J. Walker, who was doing very well, but since the season got canceled and now suspended for what indefinitely or whatever they're going to do, um, is that he gets signed by an NFL team. And that's just the way the, well, that sports world works. I mean, it's unfortunate yeah. because I would characterize it I don't know about you, but I think you would agree. Excuse me. Um, is I would say the XFL was a success. I mean, not oh, yeah. now, of course, but like I think if it was still, if we didn't taking away horrible pandemic, I think that was a, <laughs> definitely going to be a full-on success, and they were going to be able to sustain for at yep. least the foreseeable future. And I think if it if it wasn't a success, I think it gave the NFL enough to take from it and make their product better so um if if it was a success it would help the nfl also but it, it just went it went both ways i think yeah definitely i, I would agree because like they had the kickoff rule which is something the nfl could take from and make their product better oh they had the forward. the in-depth interviews like on on field interviews and uh the replays Stuff like that is yeah, so, it makes it makes it better. I thought they did a phenomenal job, like you said, with the kickoff. I think the NFL has to adopt that because that was awesome. I went to one game. I was fortunate enough to go to. Uh, I had a buddy who had tickets to work, and we uh, we saw the Guardians, New York Guardians. Nice. Who have a really awesome logo and uniform, by the way. Mm-hmm. I think they yep. did a good job there. The gargoyles is awesome. Um, yep. But it was good. It was a fun experience. Um, and, and the kickoff works. It was exciting. It's safer. And with the NFL, they were pretty much eliminating one of the most exciting plays uh, of the game. And, yeah, rightfully so because of the injuries. But the XFL, <laughs> of course, found a quick, easy solution. I'm sure yep. it was quick, but quicker than the NFL does things sometimes. Yeah, um, and, and, and it worked. Yeah, and I think the NFL would be stupid to not adopt that. I think yep. they should have adopted it for this next season already. Um, and then the NFL is, is slow, so you know, yeah, that's their, that's they'll eventually catch up. Criticize them on the, the, the office front. Yeah. Um, but uh, the transparency that the XFL did, especially with the replays and the refs, that's awesome. I thought that was fantastic. You could see the guy in the booth looking at it, and he has an Xbox controller. <laughs> like that's awesome. And yeah. what it does, and I know we, we talked about this yesterday, but when you, now with all this awesome technology and the instant replay and the slow-mo and the 18 different angles from every play, you've now made every fan a ref at home yep. who's watching. Because if I can watch a play and, they're just, and it's called incomplete, but now there's a challenge because the one team thinks it's a catch, and they immediately show the replay because that's what they do on TV. They do a wonderful job with that. And if I can decide 
<laughs> from the first angle they give me within seconds that that's a catch. And yes, I'm not an expert. I'm not an NFL ref. But I think most people who are football fans can tell what it at least it, well catch is a whole big thing the NFL has no idea but just yeah. for the sake of the argument say it's an obvious to get both feet down and control the ball and it's all in bounds and it's catch if I can decide that within seconds then why the hell do these NFL refs take five ten minutes to, to, just, make, just the get, to get a and make the wrong call yeah. like that's yep. terrible it yeah. should take you it should be, if it's that easy to see from all these awesome angles and this awesome technology, you should be able to decide immediately and make the call. We shouldn't be sitting around watching commercials or watching every replay 80,000 times <laughs> where we already know it's a catch. Meanwhile, they're sitting there like, what do we call? No, it should be yeah. this easy. You were the pinnacle of your sport. Why are you not the pinnacle in every aspect of it then? Yeah, definitely. It's unbelievable, but I think if they if they adopt that model, I think they should be they should be better. Oh yeah, it'll make it'll make already a awesome product even better. And I don't know why yep. you wouldn't want to do that. I don't know if it's like a pride thing for them, or like they don't want to look like they're taking it from. Them. But it's like you already did. You already you're already kind of evil anyway. I mean, yeah, so. you can criticize the NFL uh, league office all day long about whatever it is. Um, yeah, you might as well just do it. Yeah. Quality of life changes that you can make. You have the, the wherewithal and the assets to do it, so do it, please. Yep. Yeah, but I, I think I said this yesterday. They're the only football on the market right now, so they're, they're really, there's no incentive for them to change. Exactly. But the XFL did like uh, was brought into the market, and now it's competition, so now it gives them incentives to change. Yeah, so they help shift the needle at least, and I don't know why, even if. Like you said, though, there is no incentive to change, but why wouldn't you want to just strive to make an even better product? You're only really going to make more money. Isn't that the goal? The end game, clearly that's the goal. That's why they have the, the, extra, um, the extra game in the season, um, yep. which I don't know if I'm a fan of, but definitely, because clearly that's all that is, is a money grab. And then the extra playoff team, we could definitely get yeah. it. I think we should definitely get it that. I think that's terrible. 44% of the league should not make playoffs that no. kind of defeats the purpose of the playoffs and the Super Bowl like you want a limited number of the best teams to play each other to determine who is the best team for that year not adding yep. mediocrity and that's coming from a from the Steeler fan who if this rule was in place the past 10 years we would have never we would have made the playoffs every single year and that's a testament yep. to Mike Tomlin but that's a separate thing as well yep. but 8-8 eight and eight yep. really doesn't deserve to be in the playoffs like did you really want the Steelers? <laughs> if they made the playoffs last year, it would have been Duck Hodges versus <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I'd no, love he, to see the Steelers' defense play against Patrick Mahomes, but I wouldn't yeah, want Duck Hodges to try to outduel Patrick Mahomes because that's just going to turn into sadness. Yeah, most likely be a blowout, and yeah, it's not good. Yeah. It's not good quality football. No, and that's the playoffs are supposed to be the quality football. That's what it is in yep. any sport. Playoffs are supposed to be the best. That's why. You see in the NBA, yeah, you can watch the regular season complain about defense and whatnot and somebody not playing it. But once you turn on the NBA playoffs, everybody's playing defense. It's the playoffs. Yep. You're, not, you're not slacking around then. It's going to be the yep. best of the best playing each other. Not best of the best and some mediocre teams getting in here. 
Yeah. But it, it was it, that's obviously a money grab, you know, just to add more TV revenue and more more merchandise sales and all that stuff. But one one interesting thing I saw was they were gonna broadcast the extra game on Nickelodeon with like separate broadcasters to try to uh, get younger viewers involved. So yeah, I think I, that's, I a, think that's a, a good good, good job. I do give them that. Like I would put that's what I do. I'd put the lowest game uh, to, on the totem pole on that one, just because you got kids watching it as well. Yeah. And they're not gonna judge it too hard. I, I think it's a good idea because I I do think. The NFL has had a tough time getting younger kids, like the kids, really involved. Because it is still like an older dude, male thing. But there are a lot of, definitely a lot of women love football. I mean, everybody yep. loves football in America. Like it's still the yep. top dog. But you can definitely get, they could do a better job of getting the younger crowd going. But Because the younger crowd is definitely bigger fans of basketball and soccer, I think. Definitely, yeah. And you could also get younger kids to start playing football again because now they've been going away from it because of all the injuries, concussions. Like they'd be going to lacrosse and uh, I don't know, maybe baseball, but they, they haven't been playing football. So now just get younger people involved, getting them back in the game and just making them lifelong fans like everybody else. Yeah, and then that's how you, you just get that loyalty and you always have a market for them. And like they said, it always comes down to money, obviously. And that's where your money's from, the viewership, yeah. buying merchandise, going to games. I mean, going to games is different, especially in the NFL, because that's really expensive. It's tough now, yeah. at least for, like, average people to go to games. <laughs> yeah, and they can do that because it's, it's, it's a limited amount of games. Like, you're not yeah. playing, you know, like, 80 games a year at home, so that's why they could charge so much. Definitely, yeah. I, I meant, like, 40 games, not 80 games, my bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whereas baseball's different because there's 162, so you're not going to charge up the wazoo uh, for tickets. But it's a whole different game, a whole different mindset, especially when you go to a football game comparative to going to a compared to a uh, baseball game. Baseball games yep. like relax, hang out, you get a hot dog, a beer, you walk around, you watch the game. It's like a relaxed setting. Whereas football's like cold weather, yelling. <laughs> Half the people are hammered. Whatever's going on. Yes, yeah, it's a whole different experience. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, the NFL listens to us. Clearly, we are the uh, the experts here. Yep. I think that was a good uh, first uh, first edition of the post WNHU life of Joint Pain. Yep. So again, shout out to them at New Haven. Good people there. Uh, yeah, they gave us an opportunity. Yeah, so. check them out. You can still listen to them on their website, WNHU.org. You can go to them. But also, to help us out, we were going to be posting Joy and Pain on our social medias. So look out for at Devin Maida on Twitter and Instagram. I'll be there. Also, Chris has his socials. Yeah, we'll be put, putting uh, on Spotify and iTunes, and I'll let Chris let you know on that, that stuff. Yeah, it'll be on Spotify, iTunes, basically anywhere we can get podcasts because we do it through Anchor. So they push it out for us. And then also on my social media at AKA Hustle 97. So it's going to be everywhere. So just tune in and hope you guys enjoy it. Yes. Just tune in. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell everybody. Uh, hope you enjoy. And uh, keep, uh, keep an eye out for uh, this edition to be posted. 
and then keep more so keep an eye out for the next episode, which will either come out later this week or next week, and we'll do like a post NFL draft recap and then whatever else. And also, fair warning, and I'm sure you've already learned from this episode, is that there will be many different tangents pulled off. So we may have a rundown we're going to try to get to, but we will definitely get sidetracked. So I hope that doesn't bother you, and I hope you enjoy it. And thanks for listening. We're joined pain with Chris and Devin. Till next time. Peace out. <laughs>